Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. This is the diversity inclusion um, call. Um, we're going to talk about this new emerging role. I'm sure that all of you on the call have talked about it, discussed it, um, and are probably considering it as part of um, your plan going forward if you haven't already. So today we have with us um, Marie Gallo, who is president of Trident Mortgage. Marie, thanks for being here. Um, we are trying to get Abdul Mohammed on. He should be. And I was able to call oh, in. There he is. Okay, so Abdul yep. is the um, reg- senior vice president, regional sales manager at West Banco. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Marie. Let her actually let Marie introduce herself. Um, tell us a little bit about Trident and then we'll flip it over to Mohammed and we'll get started with our conversation. Sure. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. And Amy, thanks for having me on the call. Uh, my name is Marie Gallo. I'm president of Trident Mortgage Company. Um, we're a regional um, independent mortgage banker uh, located in the Philadelphia market. We are also part of Home Services of America, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services of America, and we are the uh, in-house lender to um, Fox and Roach Realtors. I know know that's a lot to digest there. Um, And in my current role, I oversee about a little over 200 employees at the mortgage company, uh, hoping to uh, hit the 3 billion mark in, uh, in volume this year. And um, as far as uh, you know, my other my other roles concerned, I'm also the uh, chief diversity officer for um, Fox and Roach Realtors and the Trident Group of companies. Thanks, Marie. Um, so, Abdul, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your position over there at West Banco? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, Amy. I'm really excited to be able to share. Uh, this afternoon. So I'm Abdul Mohammed with West Banco Bank Service, Senior Vice President of Residential Lending for the state of Kentucky and Indiana, where we support over 66 different branches. Our team is spread out again between uh, Kentucky and Indiana. However, our entire footprint for West Banco is across the six state uh, region, anywhere from Indiana, Kentucky and then headed east as far east as Maryland. So we're excited to to be able to serve quite a few customers in our footprint. <clears throat> um, we are a very diverse bank uh, from uh, product services and um, also uh, the ability to help customers uh, with our unique, um, not only product base, but um, the because of the footprint that we serve, we are able to help customers on our portfolio uh, with residential lending as well as our secondary market loans as well. So I uh, will leave it at that. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Abdul. Thanks for being here. Um, so getting into this role, um, this has been mentioned in a lot of conversations as of late, but Marie, this isn't exactly something that's new for you. Can you tell us more about when um, you became the chief, chief diversity officer and how long you've sort of moving, have been moving this forward with your companies? Absolutely. Um, so I was actually named chief diversity officer for our uh, local real estate and uh, financial services organization. Uh, back in uh, June of this year. Uh, but prior to that, um, I had been launching the uh, diversity, um, equity, and inclusion strategy for Trident Mortgage Company for three years. 
And, you know, and, and, and part of it was just, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, we're under so much more regulatory scrutiny. Uh, I think that it's becoming more of a polarizing topic in terms of housing and the mortgage market. And for us, it, it, it just made sense for us to kind of really pursue this as part of our business strategy. So we started off three years ago. And, you know, again, we kind of turned internally and also externally in some of the um, some of our objectives. So um, we could talk more about that. But for, for me, it's been a three-year runway um, trying to launch this for the mortgage company. And with that, um, they felt it was, it was the natural person that they should tap to try to do this for the bigger organization. And the bigger organization for us is you know, 6,500 real estate agents and you know 700 employees. Wow. And Abdul, we spoke yesterday, so your, yours is a bit newer than Marie's. Can you tell us a little bit how you've gotten into um, uh, the this new role? And then we'll get into, with both of you, um, just initiatives and things that you um, are doing, you know, things that you can do now or people on the call, the attendees on the call that are interested in implementing this role or um, if they already have the role in place, other things that they can do um, and stuff that we could do now, but also stuff that planning strategically for the future. So Abdul, um, give us a little bit of background on your um, diversity role. Absolutely. Thank you. So I actually joined West Banco Bank three years ago in April, 2017, had the uh, great pleasure of joining the bank and quickly realized that it was a great institution to work for. Uh, kind of fast forward several years, uh, last fall, I, I received uh, a request from the president of the bank and the head of HR, uh, wanting to talk a little bit more about diversity within the bank. <clears throat> we were coming off of uh, several years of having women symposiums throughout our entire bank footprint, where we were really focused as a bank on uh, helping women uh, grow in our institution into future leadership roles, and wanted to expand that to actually look at the diverse, uh, foot, uh, diverse look for the entire footprint as well. So that kind of started last fall, and then this year, uh, with everything that's happened and, and has been going on, uh, there was more emphasis uh, pushed and, and putting forward everybody to really focus in on <clears throat> what are we doing now and what can we do in the future. And thus, I was asked to chair our current diversity and inclusion committee. So that would be more of an official role versus I'm not uh, an officer, a diversity inclusion officer, but the con community uh, committee chairperson, where we have now <clears throat> broken out into three subcommittees, and we can dive a little bit deeper into this as we go into the conversation. But through those committees, we have uh, focused in on three different areas, which I think hopefully will be helpful for those that are listening in currently right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Marie, let's let's get into what what we can do, what this role means. Um, we started to sort of outline out um, a couple of things. Uh, one of the first things is being strategic about it, right? And then you went into um, internal stuff that we can do and external. Did you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, um, you know, and in part, you know, so, sometimes you have to kind of um, start small 
right? And then kind of build upon there. And uh, to Abdul's point, you know, kind of form, formulating a, a, a council or a committee to spearhead these efforts, I think that that is in, incredibly important because it takes an army to move these initiatives through. And, and, and I continue to say that when, whenever uh, I'm talking in, internally to people or talking about diversity in, in total as a topic because it, it doesn't just start with one person. Um, and the way I kind of see it is that you, know, you have a council and then that council develops a lot of uh, you know kind of tentacles and how does it reach out to the marketplace but how does it also reach out internally to touch all of your um, you know internal uh, people whether it's employees and for us it's it's real estate agents and like Abdul we're in you know we have probably about 75 office locations within our geographic footprint and the culture of each of those offices are, is, is, a, is a bit different. But again, it's trying to make um, at, at the at the you know very first pass, trying to make diversity and inclusion an awareness project. So it, it's really about having conversations and direct dialogues and getting those conversations going. Because you've got to recognize as an organization where you're where you're short. So um, again, to start, I would say start with the committee. But you know, my role as a as the uh, you know head of diversity is really about more you know. Making it, making sure that it's part of our strategic plan, and making it, making sure it's part of our overall business plan. So that's something that you know, for for me, I do see that this is going to be a multi multi year effort for us. Um, I am also realistic that you know this may be something that should be handed to somebody um, in a, on a full time basis going forward. Because the more you get traction, there will be a lot of initiatives to get through. You know, and we we look at two different areas. We look at internally, you know, what are we doing from a um, general awareness standpoint? What's the training and education behind that? Um, executive engagement, you know, um, again, and then hiring practices. How are you? How does your workforce look, you know, ex externally? So you know, you you have to take an introspective look at the numbers and then make sure that you, um, you know, really it's it, it's it's the the hiring managers. Are really are really one of your biggest drivers for diversity internally, and then I, I would say from an external perspective, it's really the community engagement, and it's kind of far beyond just thinking about real estate and housing and and the mortgage industry. It's really how are you? What's your obligation to that community? You know, it's building financial literacy programs, maybe for area high schools, and which is a lot of what we've done throughout the last couple of years. Yeah, a couple of the other things um, and, and something that Abdul, you, you said and agreed with yesterday was also the, the executive engagement, you know, so internally um, executive engagement. Did you want to talk more about that? Because I know you were you thought absolutely. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that that to me is huge. So we have a president and CEO that throughout this year dealing with all the challenges around uh, COVID and uh, the unrest out in different communities and so forth. He's been communicating directly to us, top of the house, to all the employees for the entire bank. And he has taken on 
the uh, ability to communicate to all employees the importance of how we engage and why it's important that we are engaged in this space. And I think if you can capture from the top of the house someone who is going to not only um, own it but speak it, that's going to be huge in your organization uh, because I totally agree with what Marie was talking about. You know, when you start reaching out from there, so our president and CEO says, hey, not only do I want us doing it, but he's actively reaching out to mayors within our footprint to let them know that the bank is interested in being engaged externally around this particular topic. So some of the things that we're currently focusing in on right now through our committee and from the executive level, we've we talked about these subcommittees and we've broken it down to community uh, outreach. We've broken it down to internally ec- uh, employee communication and education and then leadership development. And so, you know, how do we make all our employees more aware? We're we're going to put together a uh, implicit bias training program where we would have our employees look uh, look to go through that program and hopefully uh, intentionally have this set up uh, long term, right? So. Every year, uh, we would have this training in place and then have new hires coming in. And we're looking at all this as a one, three, five-year strategy, right, so that we can continue out uh, into the long-term space, as well as internally, how do we communicate with our current employees and show uh, their value and how important it is to help them develop? So we're looking through our development looking at development programs that we can bring in uh, new employees into our space, put them into situations where they can not only learn and and excel at their roles that they're coming in at, but then what is it that they're looking to do as well and be more intentional, right? We're trying to become more intentional around how do we help people develop and grow within uh, within our organization. Externally, how do we outreach and how do we reach out into our communities and and then partner with our churches and our schools uh, to let them know as well that we want to be in the community and then we want to be a voice and a resource to help not only from the financial literacy piece for consumers, but how do we engage our business folks as well, right? How do we engage minority businesses that also need that extra help, women-owned businesses that need that extra help? So we're looking at it holistically from an internal and external approach. I'm glad the the outline that you all have that you're working from kind of highlights the importance of why um, both pieces are going to be crucial for in my mind, for an organization to be successful um, at this at this particular focus. Yeah, I, I I love the the community outreach piece. I mean, we talked so much about it, but it's come up. I mean, it came up on the call just prior to this one. Um, just in general, about the lack of the lack of um, education that that anybody in high school, but, you know, the high school to college age has zero education about mortgages. I mean, they may have a one, one little finance class about, you know, opening a bank account or something like that, but 
but teaching people about the largest purchase that they're going to make in their life for most, right? And and what that means. We had a call earlier today with um, our entire team, and we have a couple of 20, 25-year-olds on our team, and, and we just asked them, you know, what do you, how do you guys feel about the mortgage industry? How do you, um, do you, you know, were you skeptical, you know, trying to figure out the different generations? I mean, people who lived through what happened in 08 um, lost a lot of confidence in the mortgage industry. But I think that we're doing um, ourselves a disservice if we're not getting out there and doing and giving that education, because when those when those millennials or Gen Yers are going and are ready to buy a home, they're going to go back to the people probably who educated them also. But um, it, I, I feel like it gives more confidence in general when they know exactly what to expect. Um, they're not looking at five different loan officers and saying, which one do I believe? You know, um, one of, Gabby, one of our uh, team members said that there is a lot of skepticism in general about anything, you know, they don't want to believe anything that's just given to them and sign these papers and you don't need to read them. We'll tell you, you know, you don't need to know what they were about. Mm, So, you know, Marie, you had talked about going to the colleges um, and I think that was more related to hiring, but, but education as well, because you're educating those people, but then you're also, that's a pool of people that you can potentially hire in and groom, you know, versus going to people who already have um, mortgage experience. I think that's going to be a large portion of, of these organizations, of organizational uh, employees in the future. Cause. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's funny. We were talking about this, uh, you know, the other day and, and my comment was that, you know, this, this, indus- this, in, this industry is hardly sexy to, to a typical college student, you know, right. So it's like, and, and what we've also found in, in our industry is that, you know, a lot of people stick in this industry for many, many years. You know, they, you know, they kind of fell into this industry. They didn't exactly yes. plan their lives to be like mortgage bankers, but here we are. Mm-hmm. So, but how do you kind of like engage, you know, uh, college students in, into that process or, you know, or, or, or anybody, you know, anybody, like, again, it's about diversifying your, your employee base. But recruiting to this industry is 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 tough because it's like it's not really seen as you know um, as, as something really pretty. People don't understand it. So I I, I think that it, in part it's got to start in, in in the schools where you're really kind of training for financial literacy, but also talking about like those core topics like real estate, mortgage financing, but even like you know how, how about balancing your checkbook? I mean just just the, the simple things in life. And you will find that there's very limited coursework in colleges. And I can speak to that because I have two college age kids that are both finance majors and they, and there's very limited, um, you know, coursework around these, these topics. So I think that there's, you know, the school, the school systems, um, colleges need to do probably a little bit more in that space, but what you can do as a, as a mortgage lender is, you could you could try to buy some time in front of these you know in, in front of these students you know our our former um, president of the mortgage company used to um, you know we're, we're right down the street from Villanova um, we have several universities um, within our geographic footprint and he would be a guest speaker you know um, they would bring in uh, several guest speakers just to kind of get in front of you know a few hundred students and just talk about different topics varying from real estate to mortgage. You know, so um, you, you got to make it interesting. 
Yeah, for sure. I think that um, one of the other things that we had discussed too, uh, I mean, we, going back to, to hiring practices, actually, I wanted to, to mention the um, looking at resumes, redacting names. You had mentioned that that's, you know, something else that, is that something that you do or something that you were suggesting? Um, actually, a, um, a member of our council actually brought that to the table and said, hey, this is a best practice that I've I've seen the last organization that I worked for, you know, and, and we were sitting here like, that's great. We have to deploy this with all the recruiters that we use across our organization. Right. So that was, it was a great tip. Kind of just levels the playing field of just looking at qualifications and there's no, even if there's some subliminal bias or anything, it takes that right off the table. And, and yeah, to your point, you've got to make sure that the recruiting companies that you utilize will also um, pull from a diverse pool as well. Right. Um, and, and the practice, those same, those same criteria. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about Marie is you also said a good, um, thing to do would be to partner with NAMBA, um, Tony Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tony's been, um, I mean, he's, he's a force, um, in this industry. Um, and you know, and, and if, if you're an MBA member, um, as well, I mean, he has, he's very, very engaged with that group. Um, I will say that Tony is like, you know, has been trying to tap into several different markets to kind of build out his his strategy um, as part of NAMBA. And they're very, very focused in on educating, um, you know, recruiting from schools and also looking for very diverse individuals to fill seats. Um, And, you know, and we, there's other organizations that I know, we've been talking to them too. Um, You know, we're looking for them to help us recruit you know, um, going into the future. Excellent. Great tip. Um, and then also you recommended an R video. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the national association of realtors, um, you know, put out a video back in June and it has, it has, it has a lot to do, um, with the topic of unconscious biasness, but in terms of how the realtor is kind of trans transacting with the consumer, um, I, I think it was a great video, um, even if you're not a realtor, but, you know, I, again, this is about housing and finance. You can pick up a lot of the um, dialogue that could go wrong, you know, when dealing with the consumer. I just think it's a great 45 minute video. And it's one, it's a video that we are using to drive internal discussions um, in each of our sales offices and also within our own diversity council just so that we can spur a conversation about it. And what are we picking up from this and where do we need to be better? Excellent. So Abdul, um, can you go into detail a little bit more about your committees? I know that you broke it down for me um, a bit more yesterday, and I think it would be helpful for attendees to hear how you've broken, you know, what those subcommittees are. And, And I think you just had a meeting with everybody this afternoon. Am I correct? That that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're yeah, coming so, back with some some good feedback <laughs> and, and new ideas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we we've broken it down into um again leadership development, uh employee education and community outreach. And then from each one of those committees, uh what what we want to do for leadership development, one of the one of the ideas that we came up with was okay, let's have a form uh, for minorities that would again focus on development, 
right? How to put together a development plan and and talk about who should be engaged in that. Identifying what it is that you want to do, what your strengths are, and then what is it that you need to work on. So we talked a little bit about that. And then on top of that, mentorship. So oftentimes, uh, employees do better when they have a mentor. I remember going off to school as a young freshman many years ago and being the first in my family to go to a university. My parents couldn't tell me about the experience, but one thing I benefited from was having a mentor assigned to me as a freshman in college. And then I had somebody that I could go to and run things across and what to expect and how to get certain things done based on what I was trying to do. So when I think about that and fast forward to my career uh, as a lender, I've had many mentors along the way. So oftentimes uh, having mentors in place, somebody that you can uh, engage and run things across that are going to give you unbiased feedback are definitely things that's going to help. So we talked about having a mentorship program within that leadership development uh, subcommittee and want to put uh, put together some meat around those particular topics. Uh, specifically on the outreach piece, kind of talking about what Marie just highlighted a lot about, which is engaging our universities and be, and having a program. So if you are a mortgage company or a bank, maybe you can do either or, but it may look slightly different. But as a mortgage company, maybe you can develop a plan that would um, hire in or recruit uh, minorities or anyone, basically, but we're talking about diversity right now. Hire them in and bring them in and, and put them through several different roles uh, within your company that will give them a taste of uh, processing and closing and, and as a lender as well and see where they land because as you want to grow and expand, oftentimes it's easier to grow from within out and, and you win long-term employees by helping them develop. So we talked a little bit about that as well. Um, from uh, education, the employee education piece, we talked about, you know, what is it that the, our employees need, all employees need uh, to get a handle or thought process around what does diversity mean to them, right? Because we all grow up um, with different experiences. I'm born and raised in Chicago, but I live in Lexington, Kentucky now. And my, my uh, youth uh, growing up in the inner city of Chicago is vastly different from me having lived in Lexington, Kentucky uh, for the last 14 years and what my adult age children experienced, right? So that because that difference is there where a lot of us are all, most, most humans are trying to achieve the same goal. It's just that we're being born and raised and living different experiences trying to hit that mark. So ultimately, hopefully you walk away with the thought of how can I become more intentional in either one of those spaces or a space that you identified that is highly important for your organization. But but, But what I would challenge you on is being intentional about that and then having a short and long term plan to execute around it as well. 
Excellent. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I, now I loved the story that you told me yesterday, um, about the, the loan officer that you hired and trained. Did you want to give us all, I mean, yeah, kind of set that yeah, up a yeah. little bit. I thought that a- was cool. absolutely, absolutely. So, so one of the things that I've always been passionate about is again, how do we help more people in the community become homeowners? Because I believe that home ownership is the foundation to financial freedom. That's just a firm belief that I have. And having worked in the school systems as a um, a chairperson with our diversity, equity, and inclusion piece for the Fayette County Public Schools, second largest school district in the state of Kentucky, what I learned was that with all the students, 35,000 students in our Lexington School District, there were 70 different languages being spoke, spoken uh, within our school district, 70 different languages. So one thing that I was always passionate about is how do we help more homeowners and be able to communicate at their level to help build trust? Because I think that trust is, again, one of those foundational attributes that you need in order to have a better community. So one day I was thinking, I was like, how can I hire someone? Uh, It's already hard to find good, talented individuals, right? Period. Whomever you are, no matter, you know, what your background or color or whatever it is. Uh, But I wanted somebody specifically that was bilingual that could speak Spanish. So one day I'm walking out the office and and I see this young lady, great work ethic, always in the office cleaning it up. I was talking to her. I knew she owned her own business, right? So I'm walking out the door. I turn back around. I look at her and I said, you know what? I am looking for someone that's bilingual, preferably Hispanic, but bilingual that could – that may have some interest in being in the finance world. And then I would help teach them um, mortgage lending. And she's like, okay, okay, I'll I'll see what I can do. And so a week later, I get a call from a young man and I'm talking to him and like, great. And I'm like, how did you get my name? And she says, oh, you know, such and such told me to call you. And I was like, oh, he says, yeah, that was my wife. I said, oh, okay, that was your wife. So lo and behold, he has a CPA background, but he was working for Sprint. So my flag antenna went up like, okay, he's working for Sprint, so he might be in a salesy kind of background, um, but he has a CPA background and he's bilingual. So we, uh, I went to my executive, uh, executive vice president, Ed Hensley, I said, hey, I want to take a chance on hiring this young man. Can we put him through? And I think you all did a presentation on Xenix. They have a great uh, program where you can um, have someone take a test to kind of get an idea if they have kind of a salesy background, kind of that farmer's mentality, if you will, versus a hunter's mentality. And I'm using those terms because that's the terms that they use, right? And I was kind of looking for a hunter. Either way, if they wherever they fail, it would give you an indication on what their strengths and weaknesses are. Fast forward, we put them through that, and then we put them in their uh, new hire training program. So he assumed he knew nothing about mortgage lending. We put him through a, basically a three-month program, and by the time he came out of that program, 
he knew more about FHA, VA, USDA uh, loans than some of my lenders that had been doing this for 15, 20 years. And so then it just gave me the ability to help work with him, mentor him, partner him up with one of my more experienced lenders in the area. And today he's just back to back taking a million dollars in new apps each month. So I'm fast forward a year later. So that was just me trying to be intentional about trying to find someone that was bilingual. And now we've done more loans uh, for bilingual customers uh, in the first nine months of this year than we had in the last two years uh, prior to me uh, hiring him on. So again, being intentional and then getting outside the box. Uh, I, I'm plugging Xenix because it's been a great program for us, uh, and our senior leadership team is very supportive of us uh, getting outside the box so that we can find people who can bring value to our bank and to our customers. Awesome. Thank you, Abdul. Yeah, we we talked about, um, about language right, and translation too, Marie, um, just being able to have translation services within your organization. Um, if that's possible, or to tap on your current employees to see if anybody does, you know, can speak a second or third language, um, because I've experienced it myself on the operational side, um, getting documents that I would have to translate or figure out a way to translate um, as a processor, because the company I worked for didn't have a department. And, I, and not everybody is big enough where they can have a translation department, but I think it's important to like like Abdul said, be intentional and try and, and have those um, those kind of people in place. And then you're also not letting all that business go because you've got somebody that can service that community, you know, that portion of your community. Right. And, you know, and, um, and hiring, you know, is, is, is difficult as is, but, um, you know, and, and to Abdul's point, trying to be intentional and finding those people that's great, but you're not never going to co cover every single language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just impossible. So uh, one of the, the uh, companies that we engaged with was uh, Language Services Associates. And they actually, um, they have a, a, a very large call center and they cover, you know, um, several hundred languages, I believe. And um, they, so they offer a couple of different things. They could, number one, they could, um, if you wanted to call into their center, they could assist you in navigating a phone call with a consumer who speaks a very specific language. Um, number two, um, they could also send resources, and I believe they have resources throughout the country, but they're locally based to us. So if we needed somebody to help us attend settlements, you know, um, and do some translation work around the documents, they can do, do that as well. Um, the third uh, service, third and fourth services that they also provide are a translation of documents. And uh, the first set of documents, obviously, if it's part of the transaction itself, they could translate for a fee, um, but it could be pretty pricey depending on how many documents we're looking at here and what kind of documents. And uh, secondly, and they also do translation for um, marketing. So if you've got marketing flyers or anything that you would like converted over, um, and rather than trying to have to have to do that yourself via Google trans Translator, which is probably the cheap option, you could kind of take a, a set of your flyers and have somebody crank through it uh, with, with their company. Great. That's a great resource. We put that in the chat for anybody who's, um, who's interested in jotting down that information. 
Um, so we've got some uh, probably about seven or eight minutes left here on the call. Um, wanted to just put it out there to the attendees. If anybody has any questions for Marie or Abdul, if you have any comments, um, is anybody looking to implement this role and you're just kind of looking for in, even more information, um, please pop that into the chat or the Q&A. Um, Marie, we also talked about, like, you had mentioned something of self-test before the CFPB tests you. And so what are you using sort of as your litmus test to make sure that you're, um, you know, if the CFPB does test, that you're going to be passing with flying colors? Yeah, I encourage everybody to go into the CFPB website and um, look up the, um, you know, Office of Minority Women and Inclusion. Uh, they produced standards that are actually uh, used by FHFA, FHA, um, you know, so a lot of the agencies point to uh, the CFPB standards when it comes to, um, you know, testing, self-testing for diversity. And it's not just, uh, you know, obviously an internal focus, it's also external as well. It's about policies, it's about hiring practices. So that actually, you know, you could use that as a very, very healthy framework if you're trying to go and build out your diversity inclusion um, effort. I would also suggest to, you know, you know, we don't necessarily have the playbook on this. You know, I mean, we've been kind of, you know, we, we've 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 grown our diversity effort very organically in the mortgage company, kind of knowing the things that we needed to look out for and things that we needed to do. But I would say that there's there are you know there are big companies out there. Um, you know we have Vanguard down the road from us, and we know people at Vanguard. We know um, the people that are running their diversity efforts there. So you know lean on the companies that are out there. There's a lot of papers out there. There's annual reports that are published by Toyota. You know some of the big companies out out there, uh, Google, Apple. They they produce work around this. I say go to their annual report and see kind of what their results and their products and the things that they've created to diversify you know, not only themselves, their internal employees, but also their audience and, um, and see how it speaks, speaks to them. I, I, I mean, some of these companies have, have created a beautiful framework for this and it, and it could easily be replicated. Awesome, so helpful. Um, Abdul, we got about five minutes left. Um, wanted to reach back out to you and, and ask you if you had any final thoughts or um, advice for the people that are on the call. Um, some great takeaways that they could uh, leave with today. Yeah, I, you know what? I would just double down on what Marie just talked about. The, the CFPB has a lot of information out there. So when I hired uh, Mark Leniguez on board, <clears throat> Um, and then I found that how do I asked him how do we better communicate to our customers, and he said, "Well, it would, it would be nice to have documentation in Spanish." When internally, it's hard to start to spend funds on things like that, right? So if you want to get a little bit more, um, have more agility, go out to the CFPB. They have a lot of our standard mortgage documents already in Spanish. And it's it, it, they're already there. It's easy to to get them, and I'm sure if you get them to your compliance officer, they would probably not push back on you from using them because they are there. You can get them in Spanish or English, and it's the same docs, a lot of the same docs that you're probably printing out of your mortgage system right now. 
also, uh, one thing you can do as you get started is right. You don't have to go read, uh, you know, create the wheel. I personally went out to Forbes top um, 100 list of top companies uh, that are listed for diversity, equity, inclusion. And then I looked at the top 10. Uh, And then from there, I broke it down and said, okay, out of the top 10, now I need to go find the top five banking institutions. Uh, And so I started looking at what some of the things that they were doing, uh, because again, a lot of it, that's, that's already something there are corporations that are already being in engaging in that space and being graded um, by another company so that when a consumer goes out looking for this information, they're already been ranked high, right? So a lot of companies have done some of this work already and you have a blueprint, if you will, out there that, that you don't have to go and try to create something brand spanking new. So I would encourage you, again, to get outside the box. Don't be limited to what you think is possible. And one thing we're challenging the committee on is, hey, put it out there on the table and then go to senior management with that and then let them push back um, and then go from there. So, you know, those are the things that I would probably leave everybody with. But, uh, again, the intentionality of knowing that diversity is extremely important. Um, try to take a step back and look at something from someone else's eyes. Believe me, it's, it's quite different. And I've been personally challenged to do that, uh, being born and raised as a black male, didn't have a choice, right? Um, but I was raised as a Muslim, uh, so that's my religion. Uh, and I've been married uh, to a, a black female uh, that was born and raised as a Christian, and she still follows her religion, and I still follow mine after 28 years of marriage. So ultimately, that in itself is diverse, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's diversity within my own house footprint. And so I know it's possible. And, and that's the one thing I would leave you with. It is possible. But we have to be open to listening to others and understanding where they are coming from. And if you can do that, if you can do that, you will find the success you're looking for. Thank you so much, Abdul. I would argue that marriage in and of itself is diverse because women and men are so young too. So uh, well done in 28 years. Congratulations. Um, Well, awesome. I mean, guys, this has been jam-packed with so much information and and tips for attendees and people that are really trying to um, move forward with this initiative within their organizations or even you know, do better with what they have. So I do truly appreciate um, you guys taking some time this afternoon to lay this stuff out for us. Um, to the attendees, if you have any other questions or follow-up questions um, from this that you want to reach out, you can send them to me. Um, I'm sure Marie and Abdul would be happy to uh, answer questions offline as well. So I will send out information with the follow-up email with this recording um, tomorrow. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon. I will say, um, please keep your eyes out or go to our website to um, check out 12 Days of TMC, which is our um, event that we're going to put on at the end of this uh, year in December. We're definitely going to have some more diversity, um, some more diversity sessions 
coming up and, um, or that are going to be implemented in there. And so this, this topic is not going to go away. Um, certainly something we should continue to talk about more and more. So um, with that said, everybody have an awesome afternoon. And Abdul and Marie, thanks again. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Amy. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.